This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A number of Montana schools received fraudulent calls from an out-of-state number reporting an active shooter at various schools. A statewide wave of calls known as swatting. They prompted police action. Among the places falsely reported to have active shooters were Helena Capital High, Manhattan Library, Billings West High School, Forsyth High School, Colstrip High School, and Billings Big Sky High School. Other cities and counties reported similar incidents, Red Lodge, Miles City, Cascade, and Madison County. That's according to the Department of Justice. The Helena Police Department and school resource officers were quick to respond to Capitol High. Shortly after the call, Helena Police responded to the call at Capitol High, and the call was determined to be from a non-credible source. Members of an interagency committee tasked with grizzly bear recovery in the lower 48 states has issued a framework for endorsing bear-smart communities. The committee approved the decision at the very end of its interagency grizzly bear committee meeting in Bozeman. Throughout the day, discussions dealt with ongoing efforts to minimize conflicts between bears and humans. Grizzly bears in the lower 48 states are listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act, and isolated populations are scattered throughout recovery zones in Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, and Washington. Over the past few decades, grizzly numbers in the greater Yellowstone and northern Continental Divide ecosystems have bounced back from lows in the 1970s. As they recover, the bears in those areas are expanding their territories and thus running into more people. Modeled after a British Columbia program, the committee says that it will move forward in setting a framework for endorsing bear-smart communities. Municipalities that participate in the program are recognized for taking proactive steps to reduce human-bear conflicts. Some steps include limiting opportunities for the animals to gain access to garbage and other non-natural attractants. Ken McDonald, Wildlife Division Administrator for Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, says there's a real value to the committee providing and standing behind the Bear Smart certification. The challenge will be finding the resources to fund the effort. Communities such as Gardner, Bozeman, and Missoula that are in or on the fringes of grizzly bear habitat are in a reactive mode, and the new approach might help the committee, quote, get a bigger bang for its buck on addressing bear-related issues, according to McDonald. Brooke Schifrin, Wildlife Conservation Coordinator for the Greater Yellowstone Coalition, says she's found it very difficult to secure funding. Quote, success is really hard to measure, progress is really slow, and there's actually no silver bullet solution to these challenges. And there's no one solution that's going to solve the problem in its entirety. Very difficult to secure resources. 
An oil spill in a creek in northeastern Kansas has shut down a controversial major pipeline that carries oil from Canada to the Texas Gulf Coast. Canada-based TC Energy said it shut down its Keystone system following a drop in pipeline pressure. It said oil spilled into a creek in Washington County, Kansas. That's about 150 miles northwest of Kansas City. The company estimated the spill size at 14,000 gallons and said the affected pipeline segment had been isolated and the oil contained with booms and barriers. It did not say, however, why the spill occurred. Concerns about spills that could pollute waterways spurred opposition to plans by TC Energy to build another crude oil pipeline in the Keystone system, the 1,200-mile Keystone XL, which would have cut across Montana, South Dakota, and Nebraska. President Joe Biden canceled the U.S. permit for the project last year. A new report from Disability Rights Montana, DRM, a federally mandated advocacy group, says the Montana State Hospital has been discharging patients to homeless shelters even when there are no beds available at the shelters. The state hospital policy for discharging people requires communication with a community provider and a re-entry and aftercare plan. The report outlined several instances in which the state hospital failed to communicate with a shelter that someone would be soon arriving. The 20-page report cited a case where a Helena woman was discharged with medication supplies from 30 days to 3 days, according to a report. Sometimes appointments were scheduled so far out that medications she needed to maintain balance outside the state hospital would run out. According to the DRM report, no staff at any facility said the state hospital made a follow-up call to ensure that the patient had even arrived. In a statement emailed to the Montana State News Bureau on Thursday, DPHHS said patients do undergo an assessment by a medical professional prior to discharge and noted the facility cannot keep patients in its custody after they no longer meet the medical or legal criteria for care. The Pavarello Center in Missoula is the largest homeless shelter in the state. On Thursday, Director Jill Bonney said that the hospital's practice of discharging people to providers without communication beforehand, quote, absolutely puts people in danger. Some people discharged to the Pavarello facility have come with little more than a handwritten prescription in their yellow bag, sometimes without proper clothing, even in the winter. A hearing officer has determined that Yellowstone County, Montana's largest county, committed an unfair labor practice when the sheriff's office hired clerks at a higher rate than approved. Above the, grade, above the pay grade of other employees. Chief County Attorney Jenna R. Lurvick said the county and the state's largest union remain in discussions about a new labor contract. Yellowstone workers have been working without a contract since July 1st, when the previous contract expired. 
The unfair labor ruling against the county stems from the sheriff's office having difficulty finding new employees at the starting wage, reporting that, like many industries, wages have soared beyond previously established levels. However, the hearing officer rejected the idea that COVID-19 and the following labor crunch were to blame for the problem. Quote, the recruitments and retention issues within the sheriff's office were longstanding and existed well before the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to hearing officer Jeffrey Dowd. Yellowstone County said the decision actually vindicated its position. Dowd, in his ruling, pushed back on the idea that the union had blocked the county. Quote, MFPE attempted to open negotiations with the county over its proposed increases for existing clerks, but the county refused. Thus, the county committed an unfair labor practice when it paled a bargain with the union prior to unilaterally advertising and filling bargaining unit positions in such an improper manner. Dowd ordered the county to equalize the pay of clerks that are paid less than the clerks that were hired at a higher rate and ordered it to be retroactive to the date of the county's first hire. With Montana lawmakers looking at a large budget surplus, a group of hunters, scientists, and landowners is asking the state legislature to consider creating a trust for land stewardship and restoration. The Montana Citizens Elk Management Coalition has proposed a $200 million program known as the Montana Legacy Trust. Craig Jordanet, a member of the coalition and a former biologist for the Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, said now is the time and the right time to set up the trust, especially because the state doesn't have a permanent funding source to fill this need. Quote, there's an opportunity now with the budget surplus maybe even going to a historic level that could make a proposal for a permanent trust that will go directly towards increasing and enhancing productivity of the land here in Montana. That's according to Jordanet. State Senator Jeff Wellborn, the Republican from Dillon, spoke at the coalition's symposium and expressed interest in the Montana Legacy Trust program. The coalition estimates it needs $200 million that would yield between 4 and $8 million in interest every year that could be used to fund the program. Jordanay noted the idea has precedence. Wyoming's Wildlife and Natural Resource Trust was started in 2006. It partners with the organizations there, agencies, and local residents. Quote, the template has been in place and it's incredibly productive. This is the time of year when many people start thinking about ice fishing. Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks' Morgan Jacobson says there are some safety tips that should be followed. First, Jacobson notes you must dress for the weather. Long exposure to cold and sometimes wet conditions can turn an uncomfortable situation into a dangerous one in a short period of time. He especially notes footwear that will keep your feet dry and layers of clothing for the rest of your body. Jacobson says the ice must be at least four inches thick to support a human. He says it's important to know that the ice might be thicker or thinner towards the middle of a body of water 
And he also says, depending on conditions, the ice can form in layers, meaning it's not as stable as it should be. Jacobson stressed that early safety preparations will go a long way towards saving a dangerous situation later. And finally, a group of grizzly bears, a family, walked up to the visitor's center at the CSKT Bison Range earlier this week. Bison Range staff member Alex Moran shot a video of a sow grizzly and her cubs making their way up Headquarters Ridge, just behind the Visitor's Center, last Tuesday. The family moved through the area and is expected to begin hibernation shortly. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, and three Native American nations in 30 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our story on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.